Hello and welcome to Dream Life Best Fit Role with me, Nikki Smith. I'm a psychologist and a career and business coach. I believe everybody can love their work and I help people to use their natural strengths to transform their work life and love their job. These podcast episodes shine a light on individuals who have created their Dream Life Best Fit Role or business. I focus on how they've played to their natural strengths those activities that energize and inspire them and how they've conducted mini experiments to take the fear out of change and generate momentum. Hey everyone, I'm excited to have Cameron from ShapeH on the podcast today. He's an advisor and facilitator in the HR space with over 12 years experience in delivering successful human resources programs across Australia, Europe and the UK. Cameron, genuinely inspires trust and offers practical and commercially focused solutions to contemporary HR matters. Now in the COVID-19 space, Cameron has a lot to share with us today. So I can't wait to dive in. Cam, thanks for joining us. Thanks very much for having me, Nikki. And can I just say straight off the bat that I think the work that you're doing is incredibly needed, uh, particularly at this point in time when there is so much chaos and negativity going on. I really applaud you for the work that you're doing. Thanks, Cam. That's really nice of you to say. There, Look, it's a really challenging time, isn't it? And I think one of the key things that makes it so challenging is that the uncertainty has no end date on it. We do know that things will resolve at some point, but we don't know when that date is. So it's definitely a time where people need support. And I'm really looking forward to hearing your story today. But also, I know that you've got some really great tips for people. I actually put a call out for what questions people would have for Cam and got some great questions. So I'm looking forward to covering those. So what we generally do first is I want to invite you to share a bit about yourself and what you currently do and what mini experiments have helped you along the way. And then we'll dive into some hints that you've got for people in this COVID-19 era. I can't wait. Let's get into it. So why don't you share a bit about your career pathway to what you're doing in the here and now? I suppose the path that I've taken is one that's less travelled. I spent my university years studying journalism and thought that that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a sports writer and, and that quickly became something that I was aware that I didn't want to do when I went through an internship with a local newspaper. I went overseas to explore and learn and did some work in the administration space and that sort of led to some HR work, uh, working for a university there where we, for the first time in was 90 years, set up a new department and aligned that with some police student programs which was similar to the Australian model that we have here. And then after that, I really got a taste for uh, people development. And I started in HR when I moved to the Czech Republic in Prague, and that was more in the learning and development space. And then from then on, I guess my remit just got broader and broader, and I was taking on projects from the full remit of human resources from everything from performance management, payroll, through to leadership development. So it was a a long and windy road, but I was really thankful for the breadth of experience that I've got to the point where I am now. And I've set up my own consultancy and really focusing in on what support we can give small and medium-sized businesses where there might not be human resources professional there ready-made in the organisation. 
So what kind of things do you enjoy helping people with? And then we might dive into the COVID-19 specific stuff. What I enjoy the most is working alongside frontline managers, operations managers, small and medium-sized business owners, and building capability within their organisations so that they have the ability to handle their own people issues with competence and confidence. So if it comes to having difficult conversations, resolving conflict, developing leaders within their organisations, we do that through a combination of training and coaching to the point where they feel confident handling those things independently. That's brilliant because majority of clients come to me having had maybe occasionally a good, you know, management or leadership experience, but there are more stories of things poorly handled, poorly mismanaged. So, you know, it's really common, isn't it, for people to get potentially promoted or, you know, start a business and actually not have all the capability they need around the people side. And so it's fantastic to give them an opportunity to shine and actually handle things well themselves because naturally that ripples into a more positive culture and retaining staff. I mean, just so many positive impacts. Yeah, absolutely. As you know, I mean, we've all got strengths and we've got weaknesses and some business leaders, managers may be really good technically. They might have a really good understanding of what a job is supposed to look like and have the knowledge to be able to do a particular job really well. And then on the other side, they might not have any real experience or natural ability when it comes to influencing others. It may be that things like emotional intelligence aren't naturally a strong point. So when we put people or ask people or they just get it through the growth of the organisation to a point where they're needing to lead people or teams, it's a completely different skill set. And there are very few people that do all of those things naturally well. So that's where we can step in and, and help them and create in an environment that's more motivating for everyone to be in. Well said. And I mean, I think another takeaway from that is if you're being asked to take on more leadership or performance management tasks in your role, it's it's absolutely okay to put up your hand and saying, I need some strengths development around this. You know, I think we want to believe we can do everything, don't we, in a role without necessarily needing more development or training. Absolutely. And I think it's almost a human trait that, you know, we don't want to look silly. We don't want to, when we're particularly when we're new to a role, we don't want to look vulnerable. We don't want to be going back to the person, our boss, person that's leading us and saying, I, this is actually not okay right now. There's a number of things that I've got anxiety or a lack of knowledge around. So can you help me? And I think for organisations to be proactive, it's certainly something that we encourage to say, how can we start that dialogue? How can we be proactive and prepare people so that they're not put in awkward positions? And when they are feeling uncomfortable and that there's something they need to develop, we want them to come to us and say, hey, this is, this is what I'm feeling and these are the things that I'd like to improve in and there's no penalty for that. Yeah, absolutely. And so I'm tempted to go to, you know, these kind of hints and tips you've got around the COVID-19 pandemic that everyone's walking through at the moment. And then we'll circle back and find out a bit more about your strengths and weaknesses and bloopers, which is one of my favourite bits. Cam, what did you want to talk about today? What did you want to share? There's probably two aspects to what we can do 
in our organisations and ourselves when it comes to being the best versions of ourselves through the crisis that we're facing at the moment. So the first of those things are what can organisations do? How can they be, I guess, at the cutting edge of how to mitigate the impact of COVID-19? And so one of the obvious ones is how do we support and move towards a remote world? So working virtually, if that's something that we haven't done before, how can we put in place structures and systems so that we are engendering all the things that we need to be a great place to work? And so one of those things is around making sure that we're still connected. And when I say connected, there's the obvious technological things that need to be put in place, but more from a human perspective, how can we still recognise when people have done a good job? How can we check in when people are not okay? How can we have fun when we're not able to have the normal sort of office banter and interact in ways that we normally just naturally would when we're in the workplace together? So a couple of ideas around that would be we really need to shift the agendas for team meetings. So if we're not having regular team meetings as a course of what we normally do when we're not experiencing something like COVID-19, now's probably the time to start. Um, and if we do have agendas, then we, we should be tweaking them to make sure that we're hitting on all the things I just spoke about. So for example, have specific meetings and times of the week where we're, the aim of the agenda is to socialise. So I've seen things like um, solving crosswords together from the newspaper as a team, having silly pants days where everyone has to stand up on a Zoom meeting and show the the draggy, <laughs> the draggy tracky pants that they've got on or the disco, uh, the 70s disco pants or whatever it is. So having a bit of fun and, and threading that through is really important. And having some sort of system. So one thing that I've recommended to clients is having something as simple as a traffic light system where we have we go around the room, the virtual room, and ask everyone how they're feeling, and, and green would be everything's all right and I'm ready to help other people. Yellow may be I'm struggling with this issue or this question or this piece of anxiety. Um, I'd like to have a chat about that after the meeting. And a red is I've got, a, I've got something here that's critical and I can't move forward without it being addressed. So that would be a simple, simple tool for checking in with everyone. I've seen organisations expand their uh, employee assistance programs. So EAP where EAPs where employees can ring up and get dedicated counselling from trained professionals. And, and, and at now, in this particular climate, that's it's obviously more important than ever. So having that availability, training managers on mental health first aid. There are courses that, that offer this type of thing. I think these are steps to ensure that we're connected and that we and a real opportunity to demonstrate to employees that we care as an organization. And I think how we react in this situation is going to impact either negatively or positively on our employer branding and how we're seen in the marketplace when everything goes back to an inverted commas normal. Yeah, absolutely. I think for individuals, it's a real opportunity to start tapping into our strengths and asking questions about how can we leverage them to help ourselves and the organizations and our clients so one of the things that i think is is in short supply and 
high demand is calmness. So if it's not something that's a natural strength to you, it's something worth thinking about developing, uh, particularly as a leader. But in, in most situations, there is a lot of benefit to having someone there that is able to take stock of what's happening and sit through and, and be okay with ambiguity and be someone that others can go to for advice or for a second opinion. And that really can differentiate you from others at this point in time. So it's, it's certainly something that we've identified as an organization, my consultancy, and we've put together some courses around that, but that is, that is definitely something that I'd recommend tapping into. If it's a natural strength, then play it up. Not something that comes as a natural strength, Try and find out what resources, and I'm sure you've, Nikki, you've come across plenty in your time, particularly around mindfulness and being able to be in the moment that could really make you stand out as an individual in your career. It's such a good point, Cam, and I concur 100%. I think what's interesting to me is that, again, it's okay to ask for help because guess what? My a close friend who's a mindfulness expert is finding it hard to meditate right now. Okay, so the first, I think she expects that to change in the next week or so, but the first three weeks of this pandemic has been discombobulating for most people. But what I'm encouraging people to do is to potentially find, some, find something to calm yourself, but it might be different from the norm. Yeah, it might be going for a walk with the kids or doing something super fun with them at the end of the day if meditation isn't working. But reach out. If Cam appeals to you, reach out to him. He'll have resources. If I appeal to you, reach out to me. I've definitely got resources for you. But it's okay to actually get it through connecting with someone, either in a one-to-one way or in a community way, for sure. One of the questions I got for you, Cam, from my community was, what do you think this means in terms of the future and working remotely. What do you think this means? Yeah, I kind of touched on what's happening at the moment and some really good practices that employers, businesses are putting in place now, which I think are really appreciated in general when it comes to the staff that are working for them. So I think it's gonna be an important part of employer branding. And as we sort of move on, things become an expectation. So I think particularly when it comes around to things like flexible working arrangements and the need not to be in the office, I, I see this as going to become normal. So people being able to work remotely. I think what's behind this is employers moving from where they're judging output. So how many hours people are at work for, how many widgets are produced per day to a place where it's it's okay as long as the job gets done i actually want to empower people to do it their way they're happier they they feel like they're being recognized for doing it their way so this is going to be a really important point for businesses and leaders people that are leading Uh, employees moving forward. I think there's certainly some industries that it's harder than others and particularly those that are a little bit insulated at the moment, the construction industry, um, also manufacturing, but there's no reason why some of those departments and some of the people working in those organisations, in those industries, can't be afforded the same regimes 
that they have at the moment. So I think I, I do see a big change coming when it comes to remote working and um, kind of and getting people that are talented to work for your organisation from all other locations around the country, even around the world, which we haven't seen before. Yeah, I agree. It's one of the clearest silver linings so far, isn't it? Pretty much everyone who comes to me wants to be treated like an adult and to be trusted at work. And most people want some more autonomy around how they spend their time and where they do it. So flexible work practices. And I think, would you agree, like most organisations want to offer it and want to follow through on that but but many organizations i think have found it hard to follow through on promises around flexible work but here we've got this paradigm shift where businesses are being forced to test it out so the silver lining to me is if you're listening in take notes take notes on what's working keep a note on what work you're getting done depending on the scenario in your home place you might actually be being more efficient please take notes because you'll have a business case to take back to the business don't you think ken Absolutely. And I think that yeah, the proof is in the pudding, really. Mm-hmm. And for you as an individual to make that work as well, it's probably worth going into a couple of things there. And one is, and that I've found particularly useful, is to have a threshold. So somewhere where you pass into that space, and I know this isn't, this isn't easy for everyone, but if you can do this, it really does help. Have somewhere, and this is, I'm in, I'm in a workspace now. Um, another one is to suit up. So one of the things, and I caught myself out doing this a couple of weeks ago where, you know, my normal routine of having a shave and putting on a decent shirt to go to work had been replaced by a t-shirt and me looking un- unkempt. And I had a Zoom meeting and I thought that's not good enough. And I think having new routines based around being in a new environment, working from home or working from a dedicated space outside of the workplace is really important to making it work but is is also that ability to be able to show the benefits back to the place that you are working or your client base or whoever it is then that's really important fantastic another question that came up is what do you what do you think is one of the most important leadership traits right now yeah, I mean, I touched on calmness before. Someone to be calm right now, you you really do stand out and it's something that people will lean into because you'll be surrounded by panic in a lot of situations. I think the second one is, I don't know if it's, it's not so much a trait, but it's a way of thinking about leadership right now, which is it's not what you know, but how you think. And so what has guided us in the past is being building up experiences and making sure that we're the most knowledgeable in our team or in our organization, in, in our industry. And now I think there's an acceptance because this is somewhere we haven't been before, although there have been crises, um, there have been things that have changed the way we've had to work and think about work. I think if we're able to think in a way where it, we think to ourselves, we don't need to know all of the answers. No matter how we're fighting against an instinct to say, we don't always have to have the answers there and, and then, but how can we get them? What are the resources that we can call upon to get those? And I think that is probably driven by curiosity. So a curiosity to do things better, to find out other ways, to, to apply lessons from other fields and other people. So I think that's probably a really important trait to have right now. 
And, you know, with that, you also get to test out mini experiments. I think mini experiments with, you know, ties into that beautiful curiosity piece. I just love that. If you don't have to have all the answers, then there's an opportunity to test things out. So please use the mini experiments to your advantage for sure. Cam, is there anything else you wanted to share before we, we circle back to you and your strengths? I think that's it. I think we really want to underpin what we do with a calmness and a curiosity and a mindset of that there are opportunities. There are big opportunities within this chaos. You would do very well as an individual to have all of those things in mind for when we come out the other side. Fantastic. And so, Cam, what are your strengths and how do you apply them at work? Funnily enough, I think calmness is one of my strengths. It is something that I am able to offer as a consultant in my work. So going in to see clients and talk to people within different industries, going through a process of being, I guess, still and and okay with things not having to be straightforward. That's something that is a strength of mine. Another strength is is definitely a, a thirst for learning. So I do a lot of reading. I listen to a lot of podcasts, including this one. I do a lot of work on just knowing and learning things and lessons from other sources outside of what my direct industry is. So not maybe not the typical human resources profession. I do do reading around legislation and how things are changing within the workplace, but I like to look outside and bring some of those lessons into what I do and and more importantly, what clients can use for their own businesses and their own careers. Absolutely. I love how strengths gives you the language. I think you're slightly underselling it. Your ability to solve complex problems, I think is is really uh, fantastic. Cam has worked on um, huge issues as well as small issues um, for businesses. And I think the calmness just reigns true. They get that with every interaction with Cam. And I love that learning entrepreneurial spirit in him as well. Yeah, you really do bring other, other knowledge from other industries, which means that you help businesses to innovate, which is really important right now. Is there a weakness that you like to partner with someone else's strength to overcome or outsource or eliminate the need for even doing anything related to that weakness? Absolutely. I think it's attention to detail, but in a specific way. So when I'm asked to look at legislation for a specific answer to a problem, because of my natural curiosity, my attention gets diverted all over the place and I can go down rabbit holes when it may be a straightforward answer that that a client or someone is looking for. So I can spend more time than, than is needed on some of those types of tasks. And so I've recently outsourced some of that work to subcontractors. It probably also manifests itself in some of my early bookkeeping issues that I had. (laughs) And so I've also outsourced that and I have used platforms like Xero, but then gone through an expert to actually work work out what it is that I need and, and they manage it for me. So that's definitely something that I'm very pleased to have outsourced. Perfect. Well, I think that covers, sounds like there might have been a blooper in that bookkeeping. So thank you for covering that. Would you like to set a challenge or an invitation to people listening in to add something to their week or test something out? Absolutely. I think right now we're getting a lot more time and space in some 
ways than we've ever had before. So time and space to think and really consider what it is that we really want to do. And maybe within that, a mini challenge for people is to look at a hobby or a course or a project that they've always wanted to do that they've never done and just do that. Go out, engage, book that course, start on that hobby, research on Google, do something in the space where you've always wanted to be, but you've never had the time, insert other excuses before. So I think that that would be my mini challenge to issue. I love that. So for some people, they definitely know they've got more time on their hands. For other people with parenting and work commitments, if you are scoffing at that statement, remember a mini challenge or a mini experiment can be 10 minutes a day or 10 minutes a week. So I really invite you to be curious and open about the mini challenge that Cam has set you because actually I would argue everyone's got 15 minutes a week. Even if you don't have three hours a day, you've got 15 minutes a week, I assure you. So I really invite you to open you up your mind to that mini challenge. I love that. Cam, thanks so much for joining us today and sharing your fantastic tips. How can people find you? Yeah, so I'm active on LinkedIn. I'm also on Instagram under ShapeHR. Send me an email at Cameron at shapehr.com.au. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear about your challenges and always up for a chat. Cam genuinely wants to hear from you. He really does genuinely care and is helpful in a big way. So please reach out to you. If you're sitting on the fence, just reach out to Cam. So thanks again, Cam, and we'll talk again soon. Awesome. Thanks very much for having me, Nikki. It's a pleasure. We'll talk soon, everyone. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. If you want to hear more stories like this one, please subscribe and spread the word. Till next time.